0: Rally Day. It's also the beginning of our Pledge series. For the next six weeks we'll be talking about building discipleship and when our stewardship team met to sort of plan this time we were thinking about themes and we knew that today would be the first Sunday back after Labor Day that summer was waning. I don't think we quite expected the weather to shift quite so quickly to fall but it's okay. But as our kiddos return to school and our programming kicks off today with studies starting back up on the 17th, and our small seeds back to usual schedule, knowing that in October they're going to grow into two separate groups for our kids' groups. We're also blessing confirmation students today and beginning a new education program, and Sunday adult education starts back up next week. There's a reason your announcements are huge today. It's a busy time in our church and a busy day to begin our pledge series. As we were brainstorming themes, I thought it would be a good idea to look at the scripture that we would be reading today for inspiration. And I pulled out my Bible and looked over the gospel text that Riley read so well, and I saw the title at the top of the paragraph, The Cost of Discipleship. That sounds like a really fun pledge month, right?
1: All of us thought that that
0: wouldn't be quite an inspiring theme for our pledge series. So we read through the entire text, and then I looked up the International Children's Bible translation that we use for our Small C Sunday, and we saw this theme around building, around love, around the labor of discipleship, and it got us thinking, what about building discipleship? There's still a cost, of course, but we build together. As we grow together, we plan and commit ourselves to ministry. And so I thought to myself, thank you, Holy Spirit, that's much better. We can can work with that. And honestly, Jesus' analogies about building a tower and defeating another king, about planning ahead and knowing what you're working with, are really helpful for us on a practical level as we look towards the next few weeks in this series because there is a practical piece of pledging that helps our council to decide next year's budget. It's a practical way for our church to estimate the cost of ministry, to be prepared for our plans and God's plans in our church, but it's so much more than that. We spend a lot of time talking about the nice things that Jesus says, the things that make us feel warm and fuzzy, and we spend a lot of time trying to make Jesus' harsher words more palatable. Our text today is not an easy one, if there's a reason the stewardship team and I weren't super thrilled when we first saw it to begin with. Jesus' words feel harsh and difficult as he tells the crowds gathered that if they love their family more than they love him, then they can't follow. The words from Deuteronomy are difficult, where God says that there is both death and life, both adversity and prosperity, These are not easy things to deal with, and they're not the kinds of texts we would choose if it were up to us exactly what we would talk about on our rally day. But as I was reading it, I kept seeing Jesus' words reiterated again and again, if not, if you can't do these things, then you cannot be my follower. And it was really hard to read. I can't always do these things. And I just kept finding myself wanting to make is more palatable, but I wonder if maybe there's more to it than that. As the kids shared during our brainstorming time when we were thinking about discipleship, about the building blocks for disciples, I can't remember what word was suggested that we ended up not using, but I remember the follow-up being a question to the kids, do you think following Jesus was easy? And they all agreed, No. For all of us as disciples, and especially for the crowds gathered around Jesus, the path that he led was not one of ease or comfort. I wonder if in this moment Jesus is trying to be kind to those crowds who may not totally understand who it is that they're actually following. Jesus is trying to teach them that there is more to this discipleship than just following him around and listening to him teach. I wonder if Jesus is trying to help them understand what is really at stake in this discipleship thing. That there may be choices between relationships and faith, between wealth and love, between death and life. Choices that they won't know how to face if they haven't thought about this ahead of time. In using these analogies, Jesus tries to show this crowd of followers that this isn't something to take lightly. But like building a tower or fighting a king, there's risk. There's sacrifice, and there's more that goes into this. And I think a lot of the time, it's easy for us to forget that. We are often able to maintain our relationships and our faith. We're often able to find the balance of caring for ourselves and loving generosity. We're not persecuted and carrying crosses as those, earlier, as those early followers would. And so we, like the crowd, can lose the more part of our faith lives. Jesus can become this sort of cool guy that we follow without all the difficulty and discomfort that are so deeply part of Jesus' calling to us to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Gabe put it very low of the hardest things about being a disciple is being kind to others. It's caring for others when there's so much else going on in our world. And for all the times we want to make Jesus more palatable, more comfortable, For all the times that we would choose relationships over Jesus calling us into this world. For all the times we choose ourselves or our own wealth or preferences over that of love towards God and our neighbor. For all the times we measure the risk of faith to be just too much. Jesus is still willing to die on the cross for us. Jesus loves us more than he loves himself. Jesus loves us more than he loves himself more than any one person ever could or ever will. Jesus gives up everything he has to defeat death, to speak for peace. Jesus rises from the dead to build us up into something new so that we can live. So that we can live into the promises that God has made to each and every one of us. The promises God made to our ancestors. Promises that in life and prosperity in death and adversity there is always love. And so, in love, we begin this season focusing on the building blocks of discipleship, on love and hope, on generosity and faithfulness, on following Jesus to the best of our abilities. And that's really what our pledge series is about, not just the practicality of planning ahead, but of the promises we make to God and to each other. So as you pray over your own pledge card for your family this month, you might think about the building blocks of discipleship our time, our talents, our finances, and our prayers, building blocks of our faith, of our service, of our lives together in Christ as disciples, so that together we can give thanks for the one willing to die for all of us and for all the ways God brings us life and blessings and hope in our church, our community, and our world. Amen. Amen. Amen.